And welcome back, everyone, to a breaking news edition of Double Down with Breslow. We've got Lauren the Better on to bring us some interesting new news in the business of sports betting. You've seen Lauren the Better on our show before. She is an industry insider. She will not reveal what company she works with, but on this show, she goes by Lauren the Better. And you can find Lauren the Better on Instagram and Twitter and where else? TikTok sometimes. Sometimes I turn it off because I just get embarrassed. But when I'm in a good mood and like feeling myself, I activate it again. So yeah. what about Tinder? Can we find Lauren the Better on Tinder? Maybe not, not on Tinder. <laughs> so uh, hit us with the breaking news. Uh, we're just going to do a quick 10, seg- 10 minute segment to make sure everybody's updated. Um, we, ha- we haven't hit Florida yet on this show. So I do want to talk about what happened in Florida last week with a really important decision that came down there. But just today, uh, Kentucky regulators were meeting and let us know what happened there. Well, it was a really exciting day, actually. So Kentucky has kind of been this like surprise state in a lot of ways where they legalized sports betting a couple of months ago. And when we went into the legislative session in 2023, there wasn't really a lot of thought around Kentucky legalizing it. And all of a sudden they legalized it. And so the governor has been very clear that with the legalization of sports betting, we want a quick launch of sports betting. Cause there's a difference between when you legalize sports betting and when you actually go live with it. So the big thing that happened in Kentucky today, again, recognizing that they had legalized sports betting a few months ago, you know, governor signed it into law, all of that. Today, the actual regulatory body that is going to oversee and regulate sports betting, which is the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, who we know is regulating, of course, you know, all the the racetracks that are part of, you know, the rich culture out in Kentucky. Um, they actually approved the draft emergency or the or rather the emergency rules that have been put together to regulate sports betting, which is a little bit more granular. It's kind of like a step below uh the the statute and the law you know that that is you know fairly high level it speaks to tax rates it speaks to kind of just who's eligible to uh be an operator in sports betting whereas the rules are much more granular on you know what documents are required just different things of, of just various requirements usually technical various licensing requirements those sit in the regulations so it's been a really yeah. exciting day because you've seen all of these operators who now know okay Here's the blueprint. Here are the rules we all need to play by. And then even more important than that, or just as important, I should say, is Kentucky also released what their start date is for sports betting. That was another thing that everyone was waiting for is, you know, we knew Kentucky was going to go fast, very motivated. You know, I think that there's a trend for a lot of the, the red states tend to move pretty quickly, especially states where, you know, they're later to the entrance of sports betting. So they can look across the country and see other states who have already launched. So there's a lot of like, you know, lessons learned that can be incorporated. So we're seeing, you know, states generally become more efficient at launching. Um, I heard that little political dig though. Red states are faster than blue states, you said. I've, I've noticed that, but, um, <laughs> but you know, all it is well what it is. Well. It is what it is, what it is. but. Um, walk walk uh, everybody through what the Kentucky law says. What exactly does it permit as far as sports betting in Kentucky? Pretty much kind of the usual stuff. Um, The things that are a little bit different in Kentucky than what you might see in some of the other states, um, at least that stand out to me is Kentucky. 18 and over is the legal betting age. It's not 21 and over. Um, So I think there's a lot of people who have different thoughts on that. Um, Obviously, there is a very like strong industry sensitivity around problem game lean and making sure that, you know, 
that the introduction of sports betting being much more widely available isn't contributing to you know social issues such as you know gambling addiction. So I know that there have been you know regulators from other jurisdictions opining on you know is 18 really appropriate, but Kentucky is a little bit different. Kentucky is known for I mean it's, you're an adult when you're 18 in Kentucky you're an adult. That's true. And, and really, you've been out. You've been out working the farms and uh, and, and, and yeah. feeding the horses. Yeah, that's right. So you know, ultimately, it's up to operators if they want to go with the eighteen and over. Of course, they can always go more conservative. But that's one of the big things that stands out with Kentucky. Um, the other things that do is there's no limitation on in-college betting. I know we talked. I think last time I was talking. Um, the some states don't allow you to bet on in-state colleges. So like New Jersey, kind of notoriously, you can't bet on Rutgers. Well, in Kentucky, all fair game, which is great because Kentucky tends to make appearances quite often in March. Um, So that's all very good and very exciting. Um, From a tax rate perspective, it's pretty good. Um, So retail, and this is written into the law, retail uh, tax rate is at just under 10% online tax rate for the online mobile operators. It's just under 15%. So that's a pretty decent um, you know, to juxtapose it with uh, another state, Ohio, Ohio just actually increased their tax rate from 10% to 20%, literally like overnight. So um, so I think Kentucky is is kind of making it fairly fair, favorable for the sports betting operators. And it's really, I think, a very like strong acknowledgement and partnership of the racetracks, which are very much part of the culture of Kentucky, working kind of hand in hand with the sports books. And so not to view those as kind of competing industries, but rather complementary. So, um, you know, so part it of the- approved land-based at the racetracks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and, and also online. Yes. So the and, online and how many have- online licenses? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it totals like 14 or something. It's, it's 10 to 14, something like that. So each racetrack um, gets, I believe, three online sports betting skins. So, um, you know, the mobile operators that don't have brick and mortar, they have to partner with a racetrack. So I think it really lends itself to, you know, again, kind of a partnership. We see those sorts of arrangements with other states where there are casinos, um, you know, there's those market access arrangements with the mobile operators. And then those. those so this is this is huge. I mean, the state's racetracks compared to other states have probably been doing better since Kentucky is kind of the, the hotbed of horse racing. But. I'm sure they also needed the help. So this is going to be a huge boost for oh, the racing absolutely. industry in Kentucky. I think so too. Um, you know, the launch date of Kentucky's sports betting is is great. It's they've separated of retail has a launch date of September 7th, and then mobile has a start date of September later in September. Um I don't think I have it written. Oh, it's September 28th. So September 7th for retail, that's great. Meaning if you want to place a bet the first day Kentucky launches sports betting, you need to go to a racetrack to place that bet, kind of old school style at a counter. I think that's great for the racetracks because racetracks, it attracts a typically a very different kind of demographic than sports bettors, even though I think people who aren't bettors don't necessarily see it as different. They just see betting as betting, but they're different. Um, so I think we might see kind of more sports betters getting pulled into horse racing and then vice versa as a result of kind of these first couple of weeks where sports betting is only limited to in-person at racetracks. So um, theoretically, there'll, there'll be one company at each of the tracks doing the in-person betting, right? Mm-hmm. And then a lot more companies doing it online. Yep. Yeah. So a couple Do we weeks know ago. yet who, who's got the contracts for the to be at the racetracks? 
Uh, it's kind of the usual suspects. Um, a lot of that's been publicly shared, but it's it's all names. Everybody knows it's the big guys. It's the tracks we know too, like the Churchill Downs. Like it's kind of the, the normal cast of characters, um, which again, I think it lends itself to pretty healthy competition because we're all, you know, starting the same starting point. You know, obviously retail's all starting at one time and then mobile starting at one time, but it's kind of this, this race to make a splash in in Kentucky and awesome. So the, the 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 headline is basically Kentucky setting a record, perhaps for being the fastest to actually go live from the date it was officially approved. Yes, it. I think it's going to become. I think it's like four and a half months from legalization to launch. That's half a gestational period. That's crazy. A human gestational period. So that's pretty oh, wild. Not horses. I thought we were talking horses. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the horse gestational. I feel like that's even hard. <laughs> and and yeah. then the second headline, the, the secondary headline would probably be the 18 because that is pretty unusual. Would, would that be the first state to allow it at 18 as far as you know? I'm, I don't think it's actually the first state, but it's definitely one of the bigger states to do that. Um, and I think it's just caught a lot of headlines just but you know, and I'm not sharing my opinion on that directly, but I think it's just caught some extra attention because generally there's a lot of attention and sensitivity around youth engaging in sports betting. And so, you know, where some states are starting to scrutinize advertising and access of betting to, to minors or youth. I mean, to your point, James, 18 year olds are not minors, but, you know, again, it's kind of either some fields who think, you know, that's probably too young, but, um, but again, it's up to the operators. They may elect to, to do the 21, or maybe they, they say it's 18 in person, but 21 online, you know, it's kind of up to them, but minimum age is 18. All right. There you have it. Lauren, the better with breaking news coming out of Kentucky, going live in September. You're watching and listening to double down with Breslow. We'll be back soon with more updates and more great interviews on Double Down with Preston. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks.